Welcome to the Love Life Podcast, episode number 21, How Anger Can Help You Heal. It's January 6th, 2021. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. What I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moskovich. How anger can help you heal. Well, anger is one of the emotions that we don't usually talk about frequently or openly. And anger is looked at as one of those quote unquote bad emotions that frequently people have either shame or embarrassment about, which contributes to the fact that we don't talk about it openly and all of the issues. I am, however, a fan of having emotions as a superpower, that's the title and subject for my second podcast, but anger is one of those missing emotions. People go through life and they're not very good at dealing with anger, and that's a pervasive issue in our culture and in society. But here's the thing. Sometimes anger can be the underlying cause of depression, anxiety, or low self-esteem, and a number of other things. So let me just say that again. Sometimes anger is the underlying cause of depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, and a host of other mental health issues. So here's my invitation to you today. I'm asking you and inviting you to listen to this podcast on how anger can help you heal as if anger is a treasure. I'm asking you to listen to this podcast as though anger has some gems to turn over to you because anger can be healthy and healing and it's definitely part of healing your heart. So what am I going to be talking about today in this podcast? I'm going to cover why anger is so important, what causes anger or some of the causes for anger, special types or kinds of anger, the negative health impacts of anger and chronic anger, the benefits to dealing with anger, some possible hidden signs of anger or signs of possible hidden anger, steps to grow your skills with anger, a couple takeaways, and a call to action. So as I usually start my podcast, I'm giving a shameless plug for my giveaway. I have a Year of Freedom giveaway on my website where you can enter to win some cool prizes, including copies of my new book, which uh, the author copies just arrived. So that's going to be going out in the January giveaway prizes. And my disclaimer, I am not a medical or health professional in any way. I'm not a therapist in any way. And nothing that I say in my podcast, on my blog or YouTube videos is intended or can be construed as medical advice because you want to get that from a licensed therapist or a licensed healthcare professional. Now, if you happen to be suicidal or thinking about harming yourself, 
I'm making a personal plea, and that means I'm begging you, to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you to talk about it. I'm asking you to tell people. I'm asking you to do whatever it takes, put it on social media, but get help because there is help available. So why is anger so important? <clears throat> well, it's particularly important right now because we're in a pandemic. And besides anxiety, depression, and all kinds of sadness, loneliness, and isolation, anger, betrayal, and resentment are some of the other emotions that fall under a pandemic. So anger as an emotion falls under the umbrella category of emotional pain. So it's very helpful <clears throat> to have skills in dealing with emotional pain. Now, I do have a podcast that's titled Using Emotional Pain to Your Advantage because I'm a huge fan of using emotional pain to your advantage, so that podcast will help you. Now, anger, according to the research, can be an underlying factor of low self-esteem, anxiety, depression, and several mental health conditions, including antisocial personality disorder, ADHD, bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder, intermittent explosive disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, that's OCD, and several other things. So from the list that I just <clears throat> mentioned, it should be clear to you or getting clearer that getting ahead of anger and learning how to process, identify, process, and manage anger is very critical to your mental health and your well-being. <clears throat> so here's the thing about anger. It's extremely important because anger is an emotion that doesn't just disappear. So if you don't, if you have anger, and it could be, you know, unknown to you, it could be stealth. Anger is frequently stealth, in my opinion. <clears throat> and you don't deal with it, it doesn't disappear. It goes somewhere. And typically, anger that's not identified, managed, and processed either goes inward or outward. When I say it goes inward, that means directed to yourself or at yourself, and that can cause shame, self-blame, self-attacks, self-loathing. Now, self-loathing is when you don't like yourself. Self-harm and addictions, to name some of the consequences. Now, if you're not directing any anger inwards, then you are directing it outwards. That, that means, and that's assuming you're not identifying, managing, and processing it. But if processing it, but if you're directing it outwards. That means you're putting your anger on the people in your life. That could be spouses or partners, children, coworkers, even strangers. So unidentified, unprocessed, and man unmanaged anger can cause extensive health issues, which I am going to touch on in this podcast. So it's one of those things that, you know, it's okay if you're listening to this podcast and you go, oh, <clears throat> I don't, I don't. I don't know about anger because I was kind of middle-aged. <laughs> it was actually 2006 when I learned, oh, I don't have any anger skills. I, don't like, I, I was like a baby in anger starting in 2006. So it's been 14 years and I've been honing and working and growing that skills, but skill set. But there's no shame or embarrassment because I'm telling you as a culture and society, we are really poor at managing, processing, and dealing with anger. So what causes anger? <clears throat> well, I have a list here based on the research for typical causes or some of the top causes for anger. So betrayal, a perceived or actual mistreatment, injury, 
problems, having obstacles to getting what we want, past experiences, learned behavior, genetic dispositions or genetic predispositions, lack of problem-solving ability can cause anger, and emotional reasoning, low frustration tolerance, unreasonable expectations that could be of yourself or others, people rating. That means derogatory labeling of others. And when you do that, that dehumanizes other people and makes it easier to put your anger on other people. Personal attacks or verbal abuse, um, cutting people down, threatening someone's basic needs that could be work, family, life, etc. And lastly, dysfunctional families, which could be a major source of anger for many people, given the rate of dysfunctional families in America, which I have a whole podcast on dysfunctional families, but that the predominance of dysfunctional families in America is between 70 to 96%. So it's extremely likely and terribly predictable that you grew up in a dysfunctional family and you might have anger issues as a result. And you might not know you have anger issues. Like, right, wake up right, right now in this podcast and go, oh, I didn't even know I wasn't very good at anger. Oh, well, I better, like, pay attention. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you want to have life be fun. You want to have, like, not be expecting to be perfect. So I'm going to cover now some <clears throat> types of anger because I think they're worth mentioning. Now, in the dictionary, anger is defined as an intense feeling of tension and hostility in response to being hurt, frustrated, disappointed, or threatened with respect to one's self, property, rights, or values. Anger can vary dramatically in terms of uh, intensity, from irritation to intense anger or rage. And it's just helpful to understand that there's some kind of special terminology or uh, types of anger. So the first anger I'm going to consider or cover is denial of anger. And there are many people who fall into this denial of anger because they just can't face it. Or, if you're like me, <coughs> you didn't even know it was a skill set you were missing. So if you don't know you're missing the skill set in anger, it wouldn't occur to you that you might be angry, and so you just might not be present to it. But sometimes people deny ang anger because they've grown up in, a, in an environment where that was not an emotion that was allowed, or <clears throat> it wasn't an acceptable emotion, and <clears throat> so they deny it because they just don't have any other capabilities. The other piece about denial of anger is it is one of the stages of grief. So <clears throat> anger is part of the grief process, and that's normal. And it's actually normal to be in denial about anger when you're going through grief. The next topic is called displaced anger. This happens frequently, in my opinion, and what that means is it's when you don't feel safe directing your anger at either the person, <clears throat> the organization, or a group of individuals who, you're, who you are actually angry, angry with. So instead, you place your, your anger on a safe target. Now, this happens to be a coping mechanism or a coping strategy that is often unconsciously done where you know you you're not conscious of it now why this is extremely valuable is because then you once you become aware of this 
you know, you're going to be able to deal with your anger appropriately. Now, what this looks like, and that means becoming self-aware, that falls under emotional intelligence or emotions as your superpower. But to give you an example of displaced anger, which I think this might help you, is say you're mad at a family member or someone close to you and you don't feel like you can express your anger to them. So instead, you take your anger out on someone else. It's the phrase like who kicked the dog or kicking the dog. <coughs> and oftentimes this happens because people lack anger skills. So when they lack anger skills, they're not awake and aware. They haven't identified, oh, I'm angry. So they're just unconsciously dealing with it by taking it out on someone else. And that's displaced anger. Now, another type of anger is what's called projected anger. And I did cover projection, which is a wildly helpful concept to understand in my podcast on psychology concepts everyone should know. Yes, there are psychology concepts that I think will make your life tremendously easier, and I'm a fan of easier. So projection, projected anger, you're angry with someone or some entity or some group of people organization, and you don't feel or believe that it's acceptable to be angry. So you, in turn, begin thinking or projecting that the other people are actually angry with you. So you're the one who's angry, but you're projecting it on other people or someone else or whatever, saying, oh, you're the one who's angry. So it's a really helpful tool once you begin to grow your emotional abilities, particularly in, in anger, because then when someone says to you, oh, <clears throat> you're just angry and you happen to know that you're not angry, then you can say, hmm, yeah, no, I'm not angry. So I think maybe you're projecting. This is helpful. Next is suppressed anger. Now, this is where your anger has been set aside to be dealt with at a later point in time. So for example, let's say you're out with a group of friends and someone either does something or says something that causes you to be angry. Now, if you're aware of the anger or you're aware that you're upset, you could make a mental note and decide that rather than hashing it out there in the spot, you'll take them aside later and talk to them, but you're making a mental note and you're suppressing it to be dealt with later on. That's a, that's a conscious decision like, mm, this is really not the time or the place, so I'll talk to them later. Now, what's the next thing is repressed anger, which is very different from suppressed. And repressed anger is anger that has been placed or pushed into your subconscious mind. And that means you don't have access to it. So it's out of your awareness. It's not in your conscious mind. So this can be a result of something that's very traumatic or unexpected or is otherwise simply something that your mind cannot deal with. Now, what's important about repressed anger is that it's really critical that you get to the bottom of any repressed anger because it can, can completely destroy your life and your future. One of the areas we see repressed anger in is in traumatic abuse, in particular, you know, child abuse where... Uh, children cannot, you know, deal with it. So it goes, you know, in their subconscious and not to be revealed until either their 30s or mid 30s or late 30s or early 40s. So that's just important to know. The next term under this little special anger considerations is called acting out. 
Now, acting out involves engaging in behavior, extreme behavior, or just other behavior in order to express thoughts or feelings that the person can't otherwise express. So it's acting out as an expression of unconscious impulses or desires that take the form of action. Now, instead of using words and expressing feelings, someone takes actions. Self-harm can be a form of acting out. And what acting out does is it provides a pressure release for the person to help them feel calmer or more peaceful. An example of this, I can give you two examples, but one example would be an individual who goes shopping instead of telling their spouse or partner that they are angry with them because of X, Y, or Z. Another uh, more subtle or another example of acting out is when someone's angry and you know they're angry and they're stomping about or they're doing different things, but they're not owning their anger. They're just not saying, look, I'm just angry. Just give me some time. And they're just kind of behaving badly. Aggression. This is the intentional behavior that aims to hurt another person. Now, aggression reflects the desire of control and or to dominate another individual. Rage is another particular term. Now, this is violent, uncontrollable anger or an explosion of emotion that is out of control. The next terminology is emotional reasoning. Now, I covered emotional reasoning in the podcast on uh, psychology terms everyone should know. And it's really important because if someone uses emotional reasoning, then they're not using facts as reasoning. They're using their emotions. And it's a helpful concept to understand because it could be a source of anger for them. And it certainly could be a source of anger for you. Because if you're rational, reasonable, and logical, then you're dealing with someone who does emotional reasoning. That's a cognitive distortion, by the way. Then that can be very frustrating and be a source of anger. So it's really, I think, very important everyone starts to understand emotional reasoning. Also worth mentioning while we're talking about anger is the term betrayal because betrayal is frequently a source of anger. Now betrayal is the sense that you have been harmed by the intentional either actions or omissions of a trusted person which could come in the form of infidelity, dishonesty, disloyalty, disclosing information that was confidential that could be harmful. And betrayal can leave people with a huge sense of uh, loss of self-esteem and can have long-lasting impacts. So this is worth a mention. And obviously, betrayal is very painful and can be a huge source of anger. So growth and development will help you heal from betrayal. Now, the handmaiden for betrayal is resentment. And this usually comes along with betrayal. Resentment is a feeling of bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. And certain people are prone to resentment, and that might be because they're either unwilling or unable to deal with the emotional pain of betrayal, dishonesty, sadness, abandonment, or other emotions. So instead of processing and managing 
their emotions. <clears throat> they lock them away, which is the opposite of what I recommend you do. And the emotions just fester and can lead to hatred and poor health and other things. And it's not healthy for you. So it's helpful if you've been through betrayal or you know you have feelings of resentment that you deal with them. The next category under this anger topics is revenge because we're talking about anger. So revenge falls under this category. So revenge is taking actions to inflict harm or hurt someone because they either hurt you or somehow wronged you. Now, what's interesting about revenge, according to the research, is that individuals who engage in revenge behavior are motivated by power, authority, or by the desire of status. But what's also interesting in the research is that people who engage in revenge behavior don't usually feel better after they take revenge on someone else. So revenge is actually an attempt to change shame into pride and leaves people stuck in the wound or in the pain as opposed to helping them heal and move on. And last topic to consider under this special anger terminology is post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. And this is especially worth a mention while we're in a pandemic because I suspect strongly that we will have more, if we don't already, have more people who are falling under the post-traumatic stress disorder condition. So before the pandemic, according to the research, any anywhere between 7 to 8% of the population at any given time was dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. And that is triggered by either witnessing or experiencing a terrifying or horrifying or horrific event. And there's lots of kinds of things in the world prior to a pandemic that caused people to develop PTSD. And there's a long list of, you know, behaviors and, can, and symptoms for PTSD, but these are things you can work through. So if you're, we're talking about anger and PTSD and dealing with it will help you build resilience. And it's just something that I felt was extremely worth mentioning while we're talking about anger. So let's turn and look at the negative health impacts of anger and chronic anger. Now what I did for this list was I went and trolled through the medical research on PubMed as well as other reliable health wealth websites to say to look and see well what what do they say? What does the research say? are the health impacts for anger or chronic anger. Now, what was interesting about that little exercise to develop this list is most of the research on PubMed or the what we would call the reliable health websites, they only listed like five to seven negative consequences for anger or chronic anger with not a lot of overlap. So it was a really fascinating little exercise. So I'm just going to give you the compiled list from everything I looked at. And these are the negative health impacts of anger or chronic anger, heart disease or heart attack, eating disorders, diabetes, interestingly, increased risk of car accidents, adoption of unhealthy behaviors like alcohol, cigarettes, caffeine, obesity, low self-esteem, migraines or headaches, addictions, drug, alcohol, or others, depression, lower quality relationships, increased chance of abusing others emotionally, physically, or both, stroke, increased anxiety, 
insomnia, fatigue, decre decreased immune system functioning, possible increased risk of cancer, shortened life expectancy, OCD, that's obsessive compulsive disorder, phobias, loneliness, exhaustion, skin disorders, digestive problems, psoriasis, hives, asthma, lower back pain, glaucoma, brain fog, and feelings of isolation. So that's 32 negative health impacts or consequences of not dealing with anger or having not dealing with chronic anger. So the benefits are obviously not having those negative impacts, but I have a short list of benefits. And this is why when I say anger can be a gem and I wanted you to listen to this podcast, like this, like anger can hand you gems and it's a treasure. So the benefits of dealing with and learning anger skills, it builds confidence, meaning it affirms self-worth. It preserves dignity, upholds principles, is a catalyst for communication, can help clarify relationships, can increase self-control can help provide clearer thinking and a clearer mind, can increase creativity, can lead to self-insight and self-awareness, can help reduce violence, often gets results, can make you feel powerful, can give people a sense of purpose, can help you overcome fear, can help you be more optimistic, and can help motivate change. And that means personal change, family change, societal change, work change, whatever, what have you. So that's 16 benefits for dealing with anger, not including the benefits of avoiding all the negative health impacts, avoiding, you know, an increased stroke or fatigue, all those stuff. So there's just amazing and tons of benefits. So one of the next pieces that I found fascinating in the research was this list that's all over the internet, by the way, and it's signs of possible hidden anger. Now, I'm a big person to give credit where credit is due, so I spent probably too much time looking for who is the author, who originated the list. Like, the list is all over the web, but there's no author or citation for the source, and I believe that this list came uh, came into being some sometime before the year 2000. So I apologize that I don't have a source for this list, but it's widely used. And that is signs of possible hidden anger. Procrastination in the completion of imposed tasks. Perpetual or habitual lateness. Sadistic or ironic humor. Sarcasm, cynicism, or flippancy in conversation. Over politeness constant cheerfulness, or an attitude of grin and bear it, frequent sighing, smiling while hurting or feeling angry, frequent disturbing or frightening dreams, over-controlled monotone speaking voice, difficulty in getting to sleep or sleeping through the night, boredom, apathy, loss of, loss of interest in things that you are usually or were usually enthusiastic about, slowing down of movement or feeling lethargic, getting tired more easily than usual, excessive irritability, getting drowsy at inappropriate times, sleeping more than usual, waking up tired rather than rested and refreshed, clenched jaws, especially while sleeping, 
facial tics, fist clenching, and repeated similar physical acts done that you are either doing unintentionally or you're unaware of. Grinding of the teeth, especially while sleeping, chronically stiff or sore neck, chronic depression, extended periods of feeling down for no reason. So those, I think, are some little tips that there might be, anger might be at play. So now what I want to walk you through is what I have is kind of 12 tips for beginning to grow your anger because it really can help you heal. Obviously, it can help you be healthy as we already covered. So number one, you're going to make a commitment to grow your skills in this area. Like, why not? Of course, there's no good reason not to learn anger skills. But everything in life that is meaningful or that matters starts with a commitment. So you want to make a commitment, whether it's because you don't want the negative health consequences or whether it's because you want the benefits or whether it's because it's just time or or it could be because you want to be well-loved. Well, that's podcast number one, and I hope you all have listened to that and you want to be well-loved because there's nothing like it, and I want that for everyone. And having your emotions be a superpower will help you, but certainly lacking anger skills is not going to help you be well-loved or have any of the good stuff. So make a commitment. Number two, I want you to ask yourself, are you frequently or chronically angry? Now, there are some people who could say yes to this, and if you can say yes, that you're either frequently or chronically angry, this could be a sign of low self-esteem. It, it's definitely a sign that something needs to change because it doesn't feel good. And if you're angry all the time, you want to start to dig in and deal with what is the source of that. And it could be stealth anger. It could be anger that's repressed. It could be that you lack anger skills, so you're not aware that you've really been carrying around anger or resentment. So ask yourself, are you frequently or chronically angry? And if so, I mean, it could be because of a dysfunctional family or a toxic relationship, but you want to begin to look at yourself and become self-aware. So it could be that you're, you're frequently or chronically angry, but you don't recognize that in yourself. So that's the first question to begin to dive in and look at for yourself. Now, the other question, number three, is to ask yourself, are you never angry? Because there are people who, quote unquote, are never angry. And for the same reasons, it could be low self-esteem. It could be you grew up in a family where anger wasn't acceptable or dysfunction or a whole number of things. You could be a denier of anger, you know, all the things I covered earlier. But if you're never angry, well, then it's time to pause, be introspective, and start <clears throat> to work on growth and development because if you're never angry, mm, I am not going to buy that because there are certain things in life that should make you angry. I don't mean angry that you're going to carry it around for the rest of your life, but I mean like there are certain things and events and happens and events or things that happen that should lead you to be angry. So if you're never angry, that's probably a sign you need to start to become more self-aware because it's probably not true. Ditch any shame or embarrassment. 
So anger is nothing to be ashamed or embarrassed about. I mean, anger can be healing, very freeing, certainly, you know, help you deal with all kinds of men underlying mental issues. So why would you be ashamed or embarrassed? I mean, I just told you earlier that you know, it was 2006 when I learned that I didn't have any anger skills. And I was like shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, it was like a whole new playground. And I had to learn the skills. Like I had to learn, first of all, it was okay to be angry. And then I had to learn like, what are the little tells that I'm actually becoming angry? Because in the beginning, I will tell you, I would, if I got really, really angry, I would just start crying because I just didn't have the skills to even recognize that I was angry. So once I learned that mm, sometimes when I'm really angry, I'll start to cry. Oh, I'm crying. Is it because I'm angry? I mean, it's the whole process. So you don't want to make yourself wrong. You know, like we live in a culture and a society where people don't have anger skills. So um, start pinpointing. The next <clears throat> tip so step is to start pinpointing the moments when you get angry and you have to be awake and aware and you have to be accepting like if you're making anger as a wrong or bad emotion you're not going to be able to own that you're angry you want to get freed up from from anger you have to be able to accept it and say hey oh that just made me angry and, and be okay about it and own it then you the next step is you want to start expressing your anger in a healthy and assertive way now that means you're not going to be shaming or bullying or being mean as you express your thoughts and feelings and accordingly right now in a pandemic we have lots of bullying and shaming going around for lots of different things so What's helpful to start learning to express your anger in a healthy and assertive way is assertiveness training. And we're not very good in society at assertiveness either. So I do have a podcast that kind of gets you on the road for assertiveness. But when you're assertive, you are considering the other needs, wants, and desires of other people. It's not just a selfish me, me, me. Part of assertiveness is respecting not only your own boundaries, but other people's rights and boundaries as well. So assertiveness is going to help you because you want to begin to learn how to be able to say, you know, time out, that just really, I'm just noticing I'm really angry or I'm really furious that you said X, Y, or Z or did X, Y, or Z or or that I, whatever. And of course, sometimes you're angry with yourself. So you want to be able to cop to that. I mean, I get angry with myself for doing certain things or not doing certain things and have it be okay because the more you can grow your abilities, the less it's going to take hold of you. The next suggestion I have, uh, number seven, is to prepare for difficult conversations. So we as a society, we're not very good at having difficult conversations, partially because we're not very good at dealing with our emotions. Predominantly, people grew up in dysfunctional families where they didn't learn healthy behaviors, how to learn and deal with and process and manage their emotions. So, of course, as a byproduct, we're just terrible at difficult conversations. So I have a little YouTube video about difficult conversations. Actually, I have, I think, two of them. But if you're going to begin to grow your anger skills, it's helpful for you to be able to build your skills in difficult conversations. So what that looks like is you're going to sit down and you're going to get clear. That would be self-awareness. That would be emotional intelligence. 
clear about what, how you're feeling and what happened, and you're going to make some notes. And if you listen to the assertiveness podcast or look at my YouTube videos, you're going to make I statements instead of, um, you know, blaming you know, like you statements. But anyway, so prepare for difficult conversations because difficult conversations by the name of it are difficult. So you want difficult conversations to go better. You want them to be easier. Like, remember the whole thing? You want to be well-loved, happy, and healthy. So you want life to be easier, not harder. So prepare for difficult conversations by going through the steps. The next step is to practice difficult conversations. You can do that with a roommate or a friend or family member or someone you trust and actually have a difficult conversation as, as, as a practice because it will help it go better. And when you're learning new skills, you know, like Spider-Man or Batman, you know, they didn't just like, Spider-Man didn't just like throw the webbing out. He had to learn how to get the webbing out of his hands. So you want to learn how to have difficult conversations and practicing them will help you immensely, I'm telling you. And they can be very fun. You can watch my YouTube video about that or two of them. All right, so the next step or tip or suggestion is to really go to work on the skills of your emotions. And that means being able to identify, manage, and process your emotions, not just for anger, but for all of them. Now, most people don't need too much help with happiness, joy, and the good things, but sadness or loneliness or grief or grieving a loss, you know, the whole anger topic, because either you know how to identify, manage, and process your emotions. Either you have that skill set or you're working on it, or you're at the whim of your emotions. So you want to really commit yourself to be, you know, excelling in the area of your emotions, which is emotional. It's the broad category of emotional intelligence. And there's tons of books and things on the web about that. And my second podcast, Emotions as a Superpower, will definitely help you get on the way, get on the journey, get on the road. It's just powerful, amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. I promise you, trust me, it's not going to be bad. I mean, it was shocking to me <laughs> to, to learn that I had like no anger skills and I didn't even know I didn't have any. But but like what a what a great ride it's been. And you know, I'm not the best in anger, but I'm I'm pretty good compared to the rest of society. And you know, of course, I'm also one of those people that has very empowering attitudes and beliefs, and I don't walk around or get angry very often, and I have great difficulty in staying angry, actually, um, because I believe people are doing the best they can. When people are doing the best they can, and they're not out to get you, and they didn't, like, try to hurt you, why would you be angry with them? Because they're doing the best they can. Part of the issue with anger is some people have these unrealistic expectations, as I covered earlier, where you have disempowering attitudes and beliefs. So getting under this, the umbrella of growth and development, in particular developing your emotional skill sets, are, it's going to be wildly helpful. The next suggestion is to identify healthy coping mechanisms or strategies to employ when you're angry. So, you know, 
what would that look like for you if you knew you were angry? Well, maybe you want to go for a walk or maybe you want to sit down and start writing out your feelings or maybe you want to get on the phone and talk to a friend. But what you want to do when you're learning anger skills and you're developing and honing your muscles for anger is to put in place some strategies or mechanisms that you are going to employ intentionally when you're angry. And actually, the next the next thing will help you, which is, uh, of course, these are all things I do and have done people, uh, is to start talking to people about in your life about anger. Mm-hmm. When I woke up and realized that I didn't have any, like I had zero anger skills. I'm talking zero, zero, zero. I was like on the phone with my friends and I was talking to strangers. I was talking to like everybody about like, oh, I just realized I don't have any anger skills. And you know, we were laughing about it, but guess what? A lot of people said, Oh, me neither. Oh yeah. So you want to start opening this up and talking to people about it because there are people who are going to be in the same boat that you are and you can support each other. So you can set up a friend and say, Hey, yeah, next time I notice I'm angry, can I call you? Or can I text you or what have you? And be supported. Because when you open up to other people, that allows them to go, yeah, you know what? I, I'm I don't have any I don't think I have any anger skills either. Like, you know, actually that was kind of fun back in the day. Like people were like, Oh, yeah, oh, I don't I don't think I do either. Oh my gosh. And start talking to them. I mean, this is all part of growth and development. And I'm a fan of taking people on the ride. Like don't do life by yourself. Okay. Well, you know, like I do more of life by myself than I would like, because right now I don't have a man in my life, but that's coming and that's going to change. So, but I have lots of friends and we talk about all this stuff. Like, you know, just make it fun. You know, you could be like, oh my gosh, I just realized I really need to grow my anger skills. And here's the thing. Like once you get better and better and better at your anger skills, you are going to see right away people who are passive aggressive with their anger, people who are acting out, and you're going to know. And sometimes, like I have said to people, well, it seems like you're really angry and they'll be like, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. Or, you know, you know, so it's really helpful if you start talking to people and share what you're learning and share what you're doing and get support from people. So the next, the last tip or suggestion is if expressing your anger doesn't go well, you just have to shake it off and try again. You know, you're you're learning something new. And of course, part of this, if you listen to all my podcasts would be to be able to apologize You know, I apologize all the time because I do things sometimes people don't like. And then you want to be able to say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you didn't like that. I thought I was being helpful. Okay, I won't do that anymore. Thank you for telling me. But you want to be able to have the freedom to make mistakes. Of course, I'm a fan of being willing to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake or I was wrong all the time. Those are things that are really important. But if you express your anger and it doesn't go well, don't beat yourself up. Just be able to say, you know what? I'm learning these new anger skills and I really didn't handle that well. I, I just want to apologize 
and you know let you know that I'm I'm trying to do better and I'm learning and growing and I just didn't handle it well but don't don't be beating yourself up you're on that journey and you're on the ride and you've got to be able to love your imperfections and fail and get up and go dust yourself off and go well that didn't go how I hoped. But of course, if you listen to the earlier suggestion about practicing conversations, I promise you, I promise, promise, promise you, if you practice any conversations you need to have in the area of anger or anything that's difficult, it is going to go much better because you're going to be able to anticipate things you didn't anticipate. So to wrap this up, some con- some takeaways. So number one, anger can be very healthy and very healing. It's not bad. So the second takeaway is any anger that you have that you don't deal with goes somewhere. Even if you don't know you have it, it's there. So it's either going, it's either stealth, repressed, you don't know you have it, or you didn't even know anger was a thing like me. It's either going to go inwards or it's going to go outwards towards other people. And the last takeaway is working on growing your anger skills will will really support you having your emotions as a superpower, which is what everybody wants. I mean, if you knew what a superpower was, you would want it for sure. But it's going to help you be happy. It's going to help you be healthy. And it's definitely going to help you on the ride to being well-loved. So here are my requests or my call to action. It's time for you to accept that anger isn't bad. It's just in and of itself not bad. It's how you handle your anger or how you're not handling your anger that can be good or bad. So it's time for action. It's time to begin to grow. It's time to begin to, to develop. Grab a friend. Grab somebody. Take them on the ride. And lastly, I'm requesting that you share this podcast because Pretty much, probably, most people you know probably have some anger issues or some growth and development they could do in the area of anger. So, thanks a lot. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 21, How Anger Can Help You Heal. I hope you're going to get on the journey of growth and development and grow your anger skills because that's going to help you start healing. Please connect with me on my website at www.lisaalundy to enter my giveaway and connect with me on social media. I really love you. I appreciate you. I want you to have this phenomenal, great life. So let me know how I can help you. Love you. Take care for now.